How's it going, everybody? This is Alex Caceres, and you're listening to Story of the Fight. What is up, everyone? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. It's Christmas Eve. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Andrew Toasty Tossy, for stepping in again. Back-to-back weeks. It's very much appreciated. Ramiro, uh, he wanted to be here, but he's actually in questioning from the FBI. He's part of the uh, James Krause case for yep. uh, for uh, fixing fights and betting on them. It was highly sus how how in their camp he was. I mean, it's crazy. You look at like all the picks he would make on fights and stuff like that, and he's like always right. And it's like, oh yeah, he was with James Krause the whole time, and now he's with the of FBI. Course. So yeah, we'll see if he ever comes back. Uh, but Toasty is here to save the day again. Um, no UFC uh, this weekend. UFC's done for the year, so we got something uh, better. Yeah, we got something better. Uh, one championship had their uh, finale event. Uh, one Friday fights forty six. So we're gonna cover that. Uh, but first, make sure you click like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Uh, anonymous in the chat saying Super Bond was robbed. We are definitely gonna get into that. Um, but first, go to storyfight Click through everything, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It's all listed there. Hit follow, hit subscribe, hit like on everything. goes a long way. Uh, if you want merch, uh, storythefight.com will also have the link to that shop. Let's just get into it. Uh, if there's a specific fight that you want to hear about, there's going to be timestamps. Uh, but live, we're going to work through top to bottom. We're just going to start with the main event. Um, Tawan Chai versus Superbon. Big fight. Uh, you know, they tried to make this, I think, in October originally, and then Superbond tore his calf. They had the MRI, it was gnarly, looked like someone literally split his calf in half long ways. Um, so they reschedule it or they postpone it, uh, for November. Then Tawan Chai's sick, so they postpone it till now, and we finally got it. And I was like, please don't let this be one of those cursed matchups where we never actually get to see it, but we did. Uh, Taman Chai, the uh, Muay Thai champ, Superbon, the former kickboxing champ, hasn't fought in Muay Thai for a long time. He transitioned successfully to kickboxing. I believe he's the pound for pound number two kickboxer in the world. Um, yeah. Lost to Shingiz uh, Alzov. Came over to Muay Thai to fight Taman Chai. On paper, one of the best striking matches you can put together in the world. You know. Yep. Um, you know, actually, without if you're going to remove Chingiz Alizov uh, from the equation, probably the best striking match you could put together is Talon Chai versus Superbond. Um, what did you think of this one? Uh, I thought, <clears throat> I thought this, like going into this, this was um, one of those things where it's like, they're both so highly skilled at the same thing that it's sort of like whoever w- is like more used to dancing at this dance is the one that's going to like edge out the victory. I didn't think either one of them was going to go down. They both have like stone for chins. And I mean, they both took crazy shots uh, in this one. So I, I wasn't surprised they didn't go down. So I kind of thought Taiwan Chai was going to edge it out. Um, but kind of like what Anonymous said, I don't know. Like I, it's a toss up. You Like I wouldn't be upset if, if Superbon had won that fight for sure. Yeah, I can see that. I thought, um, like you said, whoever's more comfortable in this dance, right? And Superbon coming back to Muay Thai, Taiwan Chai has been fighting in Muay Thai rules with the four-ounce gloves. I believe this is the first time Superbon's ever fought with the four-ounce gloves. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, coming off the cap injury, I was like, 
it's Muay Thai, calf injury, his first time with four-ounce gloves. I thought Tawan Chai probably takes this, but then I was like, but Superman's so good. I kept flip-flopping going into this one, who I thought was going to win. Um, right off the bat, they start off uh, open stance, right? Tawan Chai's in southpaw, uh, Superman's in orthodox. And knowing both of them, they love that power kick, their rear kick, right? For Superman, it's his right kick. For Tawan Chai, it's the left kick, like you see here in the picture. Um, and I thought, you know, you can't sit at range with Tawan Chai because, you know, his 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 left kick is so insane, you know, uh, coming into this. And quick. And quick. And, and there's no telegraph, right? It just explodes. Hey, shout yep. out Blunderbub. Says Superbond's boxing looks pretty good. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, Anonymous says uh, Superbond looked very uncomfortable clinching and using elbows. He did very well despite that. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, so you have to crowd Tawan Chai because you don't want him to get those kicks off. But if you're, I know Superbon has fought in Muay Thai in the past, but it's been so long, him coming back into Muay Thai, if you get past those kicks, your best weapons are going to be your elbows. And that's something that Tawan Chai is going to do better than him, you know? So like yeah. that's the best, yeah, other, other than that, uh, he has his boxing, which he was trying to time or counter the left kick from uh, Tawan Chai with his like overhand right. He was throwing that big right hand off of the kick every single time. He wasn't like throwing it at the same time as the kick. He would block the kick and then throw it. Um, but I thought Tawanshai did such a good job of kicking and then clinching so that it was like neutralizing those counters from Superbon. Um, I thought that was really cool from Tawanshai. You know, just watching this, like like you said, both have iron chins, but both of their defense, just defense in general, are so. I mean, like, look at that picture. His hand, yeah. even though he's getting kicked with that kick, his hands are still perfectly on his chin. Yeah. And like, if you go through the pictures, like, there wasn't really a ton of like clean, clean. I mean, look at Tawan Chai there. He's got the front leg, you know, already up to, to block the body kick. He's got the, the hand raised to block the head kick. Uh, and that first round, they were just trading, trading their their power kicks. And it was like, this is awesome. Because coming into this, Tawan Chai in his last three fights, two of them, he snapped a dude's leg with a leg kick in the first round. And then mm -hmm. uh, against Yusupov, I think it was. And then um, uh, was it Krilia or? Cricklia? No, not Cricklia. What am I saying? Um, whatever is uh, not the most recent one, but the one before that, he broke the dude's forearm, blocking blocking his high yeah. kick. So, you know, or like clipped off his elbow almost. Yes, yeah, seriously. Oh yeah, I think we had the X-ray and it was like floating in there. Kyria, mm -hmm. yeah, thank you, Blunderbub. Uh, Cricklia. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a few weight classes different. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think. The story of the fight, right? That's our show, right? The story of the fight was that power kick from Tawan Chai because despite Superbond's good defense, it still wore him down, I think. Um, because by the end of the fight, it's not like he was throwing more than Tawan Chai, but he was clearly more exhausted. And mm -hmm. despite blocking things, there's like, like with uh, with Kyria, like, you know, you're still taking damage even though you're blocking it, you're just not getting yeah. knocked out, you know. And I think in Muay Thai rule set, that's probably what edged out for Tawan Chai. He was doing power shots with those kicks. And while Superbon was countering well with his hands, a, a right-hand counter off of a power kick, the kick is doing more damage, even if it's blocked, you know? Like, Tawan Chai wasn't getting rocked from those punches. Um, I had it 3-2 Tawan Chai. But like you said, if it was a coin, like, if they gave it to Superbon, I wouldn't have been like, that was a robbery, Yeah, you know? 
Like they both, they both fought like the same. Like I, I wouldn't be amazed if the stats came out and they were like, you know, 10, maybe 15 punches or, or strikes away from each other. Like that wouldn't yeah. be very surprising. to me. Yeah. And that might be, you know, that might be how Superbon lost it. You know, he kind of fought at Taiwan Chai's pace a little bit where I thought if he could have blitzed more with his hands, maybe that would have been the difference maker uh, just coming from kickboxing. Um, one thing, but he that did could well, be, that could be like what you were saying where he's coming off of that knockout and he's kind of like, like, he's just like, okay, we're kind of cruising. Like he knows yeah. that he's not going to get like exhausted. He's not going to get overwhelmed with the space. So if you were to like accelerate that kind of like puts the, the onus on Taiwan Chai to like respond in, in onus, like we're like come yeah. back and be like, okay, I'm going to push the pace on you now. Yeah. And, and there, there was some really crafty, Superbond did some crafty things, but Taiwan Chai, I think. Yeah, it was, was a split. Yeah. Blundbow says it was split. Yes. Um, the the rear leg teep kick from Tawanchai is always a good weapon from him, his left leg teep kick, because it he sets it up in a way that you don't know if he's throwing the teep or he's throwing the power uh, left high kick off the, the southpaw stance. And I thought Superbon did such a good job of, of evading that teep kick, and he'd even sidestep it and then blitz him with his hands. Um, and he, he, you know, he, he's eating the roundhouse kick to the body or to the to the like framing off but that teep kick he was sidestepping it perfectly to counter it and then there was a time where uh Taunchai went to throw the left the left kick the teep kick and he just pumped it superbon goes to sidestep it and instead he shifts forward switches stance to to orthodox and throws the lead step in elbow and i was like oh what a read like that's yeah. it's so high level and then he eventually switched to, to throwing the front leg teep kick and then he would go back and forth between the front leg teep kick to like the front leg side kick. There's the teep right there. Rich is on with the pictures, but yeah. um, then he was throwing like the sidekick, the lead leg sidekick to the body also. Um, and just like being able to mix things up like that throughout the fight and not just stick to what you started with in the fight is like, that's really what shows how level these guys are. And this fight, like, like you said, nobody got hurt necessarily, but like every round was just like amazing yeah. to watch. <laughs> yeah, there were no knockdowns in this one, right? It was they were they were up the whole time, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean there was a cool dump. There was a point at the at the end of the fight, either the fourth or oh, fifth. Oh, that's right. Where where <laughs> Superbon caught Tawanchai's kick and Tawanchai's hopping on one leg, just blasting him with punches. Yeah. And then when he tried to finally sweep him with it, Tawanchai flipped it on him and 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 Superbon ended up on the ground. Um, yeah. And I thought that was, I mean, again, just masterclass Muay Thai stuff from from Tawanchai. Yeah. Anonymous and that's says, a big Tom moment in the ready for Alizov. Uh, yeah, probably not. I uh, <laughs> that like that's a big moment at the end of the fight too. Like those are those are the the big moments, especially like one judges are always pushed to like value the end of the round and mm -hmm. the especially the end of a fight and like something like that could easily be why they would edge over to Tawanjai because that was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like like having your own leg up and then you get this you get you the dump. the dump on them. Yeah, that's crazy. And and you know people might say some people will say like oh dumping doesn't really score things like that it definitely does in close fights and especially if the guy doesn't pop right back up if you hit the ground yeah. and you pop right back up it doesn't seem like it doesn't score as much but the super bond kind of like rolled over and like slowly got back up like that's judges see that 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 does score well you know um to anonymous's point talent is not ready for alizov so you know that's really the fight, next fight to make for Tawanchai. He's going to have to go to kickboxing to fight him. Alizov's, there's no way Alizov comes to Muay Thai and fights in the four-ounce gloves. Um, 
I do not see that going well for Tao and Chai. In kickboxing, I just don't. Um, Especially not right off the bat. Like, like, like sort of like this. Like, if, if something minor were to give you the edge, it's going to be the fact that he hasn't been doing kickboxing, like, ever. And he's going to go in. And he's going to go in there and like, even just like knowing like, oh, I need to do this to win. Like there's like this small thing for points that I need to do to win. Like just not knowing that is a major difference between like, you know, getting that victory and not. Well, yeah. When you guys, when you have two guys that are super elite, sometimes it yeah. comes down to the little crafty things you can do in there. And like this one where Tom and is throwing that, that rear leg teep and super bronze sidestepping it. Then he pumps it gets the sidestep shifts in throws a left elbow that you can't do that in kickboxing that's not nope. that's not an option and there are options that are crafty things to do in kickboxing but alazov's going to be the one that has those those tools you know and alazov's i mean the guy's incredible he's so good I, it's a fun fight i really want to see it i don't think if i were to if you were to tell me to pick a fighter right now it's going to be alazov who, who steps away with that with the win um but yeah, kind of a cool fight. Uh, Super run coming in, and that's to, what he uh, said he was going to do, right? Was going to kickboxing after this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he has before, right? He's done some kickboxing already, but you could tell he's a little out of his element. So, but the guy's a freaking nature. He's so goddamn gifted that, like, maybe he does do it. Who knows? It's hard to doubt him. It's just it's easier to pick Alizov in that situation. Yeah, especially <laughs> com- like his opponents, like who he's beat, like. It's hard to pick against him at this point. Yeah, and like, I mean, the way he dealt with Superbon was nuts, dude. Just insane. Because Superbon's so good at attacking either going out or going in. And he just, I mean, he just continuously slept him. It just swarmed him. Yeah, I mean, God. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Tom and Chai, Superbon, fantastic fight. Uh, did you have anything else on that? No, uh, it would definitely be like one of those fights that if you, you're like a young like fighter or like, like, MMA, Muay Thai, any of that, like that would be the kind of fight that you would watch and you'd be like, oh, that's real neat. That's real neat. I never thought about that. Like yeah. that, those are the the kind of fights you watch to like just watching it, experiencing the fight is something that can improve you as a fighter. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you pick up on little things that are like only experts are doing that and you need to see that sometimes, you know. Uh, yeah, so we'll go ahead and move on. Uh, the co-main event, uh, the rematch, Prajan Chai versus Joseph Lassiri. Lassiri, uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, a year and a half ago, he knocked out Prajan Chai. Prajan Chai's got all the titles, you know, um, not just one, but like stadium Muay Thai title. The guy's incredible. Um, and Lassiri came out there, he stopped him, and it was a huge upset. And they've kind of been trying to make the fight happen since, and it's fallen through. And Prajan Chai's been knocking dudes out, and they finally get the rematch. And he's just crazy out there, dude. He's doing the walkout. He's smiling. He's dancing, all that stuff. When they get in the ring, he's like, when he circles around to to Prajan Chai, he's still smiling at him and dancing and stuff. And Prajan Chai gives him the finger and stuff. And like, it was interesting. Didn't he like pretend to fall into him at one point too or something like that? (laughs) He's a character, man. He's definitely a character. Um, this was uh, anonymous. Says Lassiri was robbed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was for the uh, what was this? The strawweight uh, Muay Thai. Champion I think so. Unification? Straw. Um, oh, look at that. Yeah, Muay Thai World Championship unification strawweight. Good job, Lassiri's well. the champ. He got the belt from Prajan Shai. Prajan Shai is the interim champ. Um, 
straw weight sounds crazy if you don't watch one, but it's flyweight. They just do different weight cutting. Um, yep. They weigh in at 125. Immediately, Lasiri is so good with his straight punches. That's he's he's really uses his range well. I mean, you see the height difference, five seven, five four, um, and he he just pumps those like pistons at you, and you kind of most people just kind of cover up and shell up. Um, and this one, you know, he was doing that well, and Prajan should I? I mean, it was fast. What was it like a minute? It had to be like yeah, it was it was yeah, I think it was <laughs> yeah yeah it was over a minute. I think it was ninety seconds, something like that, right? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Lasiri looking like uh, Waluigi or some shit, dude. Just <laughs> what <a terrible> dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so there's a straight punch. I mean, he's he's very good with his straight punches, uh, and he can especially being so long for the weight class. So long for the weight class. The four ounce gloves, you can split the guard a lot easier. Um, Blunderbuff says uh, one twenty two. I think uh, yeah, eighty two seconds. That was close. Yeah. Very, very crafty, cool finish from Prajanshai in this one. Because similar to this, Lasiri's swarming him up against the ropes. He steps through with a cross face. His right forearm goes across Lasiri's face, frames off of him, uh, and then just creates enough distance to throw that left elbow and had to have broken something in his face. Oh, yeah, his nose was bleeding immediately. And he was like on the ground in pain. It's not like he, it clearly rocked him and he went down. But he was not unconscious, but he yeah. was very visibly in pain. That was brutal to watch him on the ground. It's like in pain. <laughs> we should have a picture of him framing um, and then the elbow coming up after it. So there he's, it's kind of like this here, uh, but I think the next picture should be. Um, and the, the frame was beautiful frame. too, because it was like right over his eyes. So like, even though he wasn't like, t- like touching his eyes, he was covering it. So like he couldn't mm-hmm. see anything in the second he moves it out of the way. Like the, what, what replaces it is just that massive monster elbow. Yeah. Imagine you're like, Oh, I can finally see. And then, but for a, a hair of a second, <laughs> for a hair of a second, you're like, all right. We're and back. then you see the floor. <laughs> yeah. And then you see the floor. Uh, I think the next picture is the one with the frame. Nope. Nope. Him on the ground. <laughs> Maybe it's the next one. There, there it is. is. Look at that dude. The cross face across the face framing off. And then the next shot should be the elbow. Um, fucking beautiful i mean just beautiful dude it looks like it hits him in the neck uh it didn't it hit him right in the face yeah (laughs) Um, it hit him like in that space between your nose and your your mouth yeah yeah definitely did not feel good there um i think dropped to the floor immediately face down didn't move got up like at six a little bit just to fall back down on the floor yeah pretty much um you know, and, and Prajan Chai's freaking out, running around. He got the whole, as soon as he dropped him, he like turns to the crowd. He's like, puts his hands up. The crowd explodes. Like this was a huge, huge moment in the night, especially after uh, one of the other fights that we're covering um, a little bit later. But yeah, Prajan Chai gets his belt back. He gets a $50,000 bonus. Um, I mean, just, it was perfect. It, it was quick. It was perfect. It was surgical because he was getting smothered a little bit and like, that's how you do it. You frame off, create the space when you're getting smothered, dropping the elbow. I mean, just beautiful. Uh, and he gets his belt back. I yep. don't know what's next for him, but it was fantastic to watch. Cathartic, one would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
and the crowd yeah. was awesome the whole night like the, from the first fight just all the way through like the crowd was on fire yeah i mean look at that look at the background there everyone always says oh one keeps the the cameras or the crowd dark because they don't want to show that the stadiums are half empty doesn't look half empty to me no it's pretty fucking packed and it sounds packed yeah <laughs> yeah uh anonymous says uh haggerty and irsol are the last two farangs keeping the ties from total domination also Debella and alazov if we count kickboxing yeah and you know there's another one we're going to talk about which it bums me out, but but he fought, he fought so he's so good. We'll we'll cover it a little bit, but another one that was <laughs> out there murdering my boys. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's murdering your boys. People should stop being your friends. Yeah, I should stop caring about fighters because every time I do, they lose. <laughs> uh, but we can go ahead and move on. That was a quick fight. It was only like yeah, a minute twenty two seconds. Um, the other big one, the other big title fight, Petjija versus Anisa Mexin, and. You know, some backstory here. Mexin, probably the best female kickboxer of, of all time and still the current best kickboxer, uh, active kickboxer. Um, she had some drama with one. She's been out for a year. She signed to, I think, Aries FC. She was going to transition to MMA. And then they're like, no, you're under contract. And she was like, release me from my contract. There was a bunch of drama there. I don't know what the real story is. I don't know what was the resolution. But here she is you know defending you know she's got the belt um and Pajija was this a, was this a uh inaugural belt or interim they didn't say no, anything about Todd. it right Janet Todd has the real belt I forgot about that I don't know where she's at either um but interim belt uh Mexican like I said phenomenal kickboxer Pajija on the flip side is a Muay Thai fighter um and yes she's been murking everybody she fights she's got a bunch of dudes on her record that she's beaten because they can't find more females <laughs> for her to fight they've signed her yeah. to one and everyone's like here we go pajija is a monster an absolute monster but here she is getting her first title shot and it's kickboxing and it's against the women's goat kickboxer like inarguably the best kickboxer of all time and she goes out there and beats her it was crazy. I, I picked Mexican in this one, but I was like, I don't know, because the layoff, the drama, that's who knows where her mindset's going to be. But it's kickboxing. She's the best. Pajija, it's her first kickboxing fight. She's young. I, I just don't see her beating her in kickboxing. And then she went out there, and she's just rolling with all these punches and cracking her with this right hand. It was phenomenal. She looks so good. Yeah. the It was crazy, like, how, like, Pajija was able to, like, make um adjustments throughout the fight where mm. like in a in a sport that she's not naturally like fighting whereas like mexin just seemed to be fighting the same fight the whole fight like she was at the same yeah, pace the point. she didn't she didn't change anything she was doing she was doing the same thing and granted like yeah you're supposed to stick with your game plan but like you gotta be able to adjust to what your opponent's doing like yeah she kind of was at the same pace it wasn't winning her the point she needed to win the rounds uh, like I wasn't surprised when they called it out at all. Yeah, me neither. I thought I thought Mexican won the first round. Um, that was the only one I gave her. I gave her one in four. I think I need to rewatch it, but I think I gave her two rounds. Um, you know, her style is very much volume, 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 and she's so good at landing combinations. You know, and finishing combinations with leg kicks and things like that. Very textbook, mechanically sound, perfect kickboxing. And Pajija just came in there. Pajija came in there. 
And look, I know her power is different. You know, her, her, she's up there with some of the biggest punchers in women's combat sports. Um, Blundwolf says she was a ghost for so many Mexican strikes. Yeah, once she found the rhythm of, of Mexican's combos, she really she was did. timing them well and just rolling under them, ducking, rolling, throwing the overhand off the roll. I mean, it was just very good performance. And like you said, it seemed like she was like getting more and more comfortable kickboxing as the fight progressed. Um, yeah. Which is she just ducked like, under like so many of those punches and ended up on her back like how many yeah. times? Yeah, yeah. I was waiting and for a you, suplex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy to see, um, you know, to see her do that against someone like Mexican. But like Anonymous says, says uh, I think Anissa was set up here. Uh, Mexican was sitting around for a year collecting rust and has to fight someone like Pachija on her first fight back. That was the thing, you know. I was I was talking to someone and shout out Cyrus, and uh, he's like, "Who do you have?" And I was like. I don't even remember who I said because this is another one I kept going back and forth on because I was like, Pachija just hits so hard. She's such a killer. But Mex is kickboxing. But Mexican's been out for a year and a half and she's been having all these contract disputes. And like, that's that's a ton of drama and like a ton of yeah. like, you know, who knows what the camp is like, all this stuff. And then she's fighting a killer like Pachija. I think I ultimately still picked Mexican from what I remember. But um, yeah, Pachija just proves, despite that, despite the ring rust, despite all that stuff, Mexican did Mexican didn't look bad out there. It's not like she beat a bad version of Mexican, you know? Um, so I think it's still a pretty big accomplishment there for Pachija. Uh, Anonymous says Pachija was on a Thai national boxing team uh, and almost qualified for Olympics. She is 100% in her element in kickboxing. But when's the last time she did have to fight in that rule set, you know, yeah. or, or anything close to that? She's been like the same thing with Superbon. You know, Superbon used to be a Muay Thai fighter. He goes to kickboxing for so long. How is he gonna? How is it gonna come back to Muay Thai? Like it's just it's different. Even if they've done it before, it is different, especially against the goat. You know, it's like it's a tough fight for Pajija too. But it's very good. Uh, Blunderbuff says, regardless of the outcome, it was nice to see Pajija fight someone she didn't immediately steamroll. That was my yeah. biggest question coming into this: was what happens when the person doesn't fade away to the onslaught that Pajija brings? What is she gonna do? And she stuck with it well. She did a yeah, good job. She, I mean. The answer is clearly she adjusts. She listened to her corner. I mean, I obviously I don't know what her corner was saying, but I would imagine <laughs> well, that her corner speak. was telling her. Nope, don't no no not not, not a word. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 amount of adjustments was super impressive. Like being able to like yeah. go from like just trying to bum rush to like being able to move angles. Like the amount of angles she cut was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The, the, like you said, the angles, the head movement, the I mean, just her defense was very good. Anonymous says Pajija's uh, last boxing match was exactly a year ago. Third round TKO. Pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you could see some things that she was uncomfortable with, you know, like some of the clinch work. She kept getting warned for, for a lot. <laughs> she got a lot and, of warnings. <laughs> a lot of warnings. I mean, it's just, he it's said hard. that's my last warning, I think, three times. Yeah. Shout out last warning. It's a stern warning. Uh, yeah. But yeah, very good win for Pajija. She looked very good. Mexican, I, I don't know what's next for Mexican because they've already had the contract drama and things like that. And now she's a fight out of a title shot. I, I just don't know what they're going to do with her. I don't know what they're going to do with Janet Todd. I guess it'll be Janet Todd versus Pajija. When? I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know. Uh, but we can move on. That's pretty much all I had. Uh, I know what the UFC one. would do. <laughs> yeah, the UFC would give her some killer, some unranked killer to... Send no, they'd probably they'd probably send her on her way and be like, "See, we told you she told you she was never that great." 
That's yeah, where yeah, UFC's exactly. MO for sure. Look, she just didn't want to fight that whole time, the whole yeah. out, the whole year. Anonymous says, I'm just happy Mexican didn't get KO'd. She did what Pajita's opponents couldn't do, survive. Yeah, exactly. She, I mean, she look, it's I thought she clearly lost. Um three rounds to two for Pajija, but it's not like at any point she looked outmatched. She got wobbled a little bit once, um, but like that's pretty damn good against someone who hits that hard in Pajija. Yeah. So like, I don't think her stock goes down whatsoever. It's any, if anything, it's just Pajija proved that she's like legit, legit, because I've seen some people say like, yeah, she looks good, but who's she beating? Who are these girls she's beating? Well, she just beat the women's goat. So it's, it's sort of like Islam. It's like, who, who is he beat? Whoever signs the contract, it's not their yeah. fault. Like, yeah, what do you exactly. want them to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another one, like uh, another another one similar to that that we'll talk about uh, later on. But for now, we can move on. Um, hopefully, not shed a tear for my boy. But we'll move on to Nico Carrillo versus Nong O. Yeah, this is another one we screamed for. This was crazy. This was a crazy fight. Dude. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> insanity. Yeah, I mean. First off, Nico Carrillo, massive for the weight So class. tall. So you know, big. Last, was it his last fight that he fought um, Mong Tai? I think it was the last fight. Uh, yeah, it was. So he fights Mong Tai uh, in June, and he KOs him in round two. And you could tell he's just way bigger than him. And then they give him Nango, and I'm like, God damn, going from Mong Tai to Nango. And he's clearly bigger than him, but... If anybody can fight through that, it's Nango. And that's one of the things, you know, all these ties fight these, you know, these foreigners and the foreigners are just much better at weight cutting. I don't know if the, the ties just don't care about it as much or, or what it is, but it's just not in the culture maybe. Um, but they're constantly undersized when they're fighting these foreigners. And it used to be that the skill gap would bridge that size difference and the ties would still win. Lately, it seems like Westerners are getting better at Muay Thai and the skill gap is tightening, but the size gap is not, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I don't want I mean, to their genes are not getting Nico. any different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, look, if, if Nico can make 145, Nango can make 135. It's as simple. As I believe that, so. You know? Um, and I don't want to take anything away from Nico here because despite having a size difference, he still fights expertly. The guy is very, very good. Um, and clearly tough as nails because this first round, Nango is blasting his lead leg. It is oh my I mean, god! He has him at the end of the round. I mean, Nango is cracking him with the overhand and the left the the uh, kick to the the left lead leg, and he's like hopping on one leg multiple oh, times yeah. through that first round, checking the with amount- the opposite <laughs> leg on the other side and bringing it over. Yeah, I mean. And, and there was a couple times where Nango was just going shin to shin and just didn't. Go oh, dude, it, it was, was like, bad. <laughs> I was like, dude, you, I don't want to see anything. I mean, look at this picture. Uh, <sighs> that cannot feel good to kick. Um, but for Nango, it just doesn't matter. He just kept blasting that kick. And at the end of the round, it the round end the round one ends with Nico literally hopping back on one leg. The round yep, ends like a pogo stick. Then, like a pogo stick. The round ends and he visibly limping to his corner. And I was like. Shout out Nico, you're a great fighter, but Nango is my boy. He's had some tough times lately. I need him to win this, and I was stoked. And then round two started, and Nico comes out southpaw, and uh, yeah, Blunderbuff says I would limp <laughs> too if someone hit my shins with tree trunks. Yeah, dude. banana tree trunks. <laughs> yeah, and 
round two comes out. He comes out southpaw, and I'm like, that's the right move, but how comfortable is he fighting southpaw? I don't remember really ever watching him fight southpaw. And Nongo is continuing to throw that rear leg kick. But now, Nico is it's, it's hitting the lead leg now, which is his right leg because he's southpaw, and he's checking it perfectly. It's just he's checking it perfectly over and over and over again. And I'm like, Nongo, you got to throw an outside leg kick. Throw with your lead leg. Like you have to sw- If he switched stances and he's checking it now, you need to adjust. You need to make the adjustment now. And he did it. Yep. And Nico just unloaded with his hands. And, and, you know, his combos are ferocious, dude. Like, he's throwing straight shots. He's throwing long uppercuts, extended uppercuts, outside hooks. Like, just a f- big flurry of Nango. At a certain point, Nango is going down, catches himself on the ropes, comes back up, and he's still getting lit up. And I was like, no, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, Anonymous says, I was looking at Carrillo's record and saw he beat Sexton last April before they both joined one. Oh, I did not know that. Interesting. Man, so yeah. Sexton, Mong Tai, and now Nango. I mean, god damn, dude. Um, and it is perfect. He 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 steps back. He switches back to Orthodox. Nango throws the leg kick. As soon as he switches to Orthodox, he steps back into Southpaw, jabs him, switches back to, to Orthodox, and just nice little step and elbow and just shut him off. He falls back. Absolute light switch. Yeah, I mean, that elbow. And was then so he perfect. collapsed to the floor too. It was awesome. It was like one of those yeah. scenes that's like you could see he put absolutely everything he had in that last verse. Like if yeah. Nango didn't go down, who knows what he would have had left for that third? Probably not True, much. Because like he unloaded a ton, and you know, granted he didn't eat as many leg kicks in that second round, but that that damage, despite not taking more kicks necessarily, it still accumulates as time goes on. And the more you use that leg and the more you sit down in the corner and things like that, like who, who knows? There's the elbow right there. It just perfectly on the button. Um, and Nango just falls straight to the corner. And yep. it's like looking off into the distance, like, I mean, it's a nice little nap. See, man. Yeah. It sucks to see, um, you know, but if you didn't see it, um, we can watch some of it right now. If you also want to be sad, yeah. This is this is another one that woke up my mom in the house. She was asleep, and we were going crazy over it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Blender says, "Sorry, well, I was pulling for Nango too." <laughs> I mean, God, I love the guy. You know, he's had such a great career resurgence himself. You know, late in his late in his career, late in his age, but you know, he can't, and the crowd loved know. him coming in. They were they were behind him for sure. This was one of those fights yeah. that like erupted the crowd for sure. Oh, definitely. Oh, that looks like so painful. Oh, that looks so painful. I mean, look at him hopping. <laughs> I mean, clearly compromised with that leg. Uh, shout out one. This is on the Instagram. And there he is Ooh. limping back to his corner. Ooh. Just brutal, dude. Ooh. And then uh, I don't think they if have... I'm, if I'm in the corner, I go out there and I grab him and I carry him back to the corner. <laughs> yeah, dude. 100%. I don't know if they posted the clip of the finish. Maybe they did here. Looks like it, maybe. Let's see. Anonymous says, sad for Nango, but I'm glad Nico won because it shakes up the division from the status quo. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I always love that. Out. Um, I thought uh, I thought for sure Nango was about to retire. Um, because Well, he, he had a concussion, bro. He did not know where he was. Oh, yeah, he was out of it. Uh, Austin says can't stay, uh, but hope the rest of the stream goes well. And looking forward to watching, uh, where to go? Watching a redo of it later. Got a feel for Nango here though. Kind of sad, really. I think Haggerty beats Carrillo though. 
Uh, yeah, Haggerty is something else, man. I I haven't unless seen he him. catches him, but I mean, Haggerty has yeah. way more skills. Haggerty is definitely. You can tell Haggerty has. Uh, yeah, he's more versatile, more weapons. He's more like, like he's more surgical and technical with what he's choosing to do. Also, um, Nico just blitzes, and I'm not saying Nico's just like a brawler. He's very good himself. But yeah, Haggerty, I think is just another tier up. I could see this being some of the, one of those things where if they make the fight. Haggerty beats Nico, and then they rematch somewhere down the line as Nico gets some more experience because he's still so young. Um, but shout out Austin, thanks for joining. Um, but yeah, they do the interview, post fight interview. Nango just walks over; he looks like a zombie, and he starts he starts talking about how he loves Nico and like Nico showed him a ton of respect, so the crowd should respect him. And I was like, oh no, this is Nango's retirement right here. And like, yeah. I'm glad they let him talk at least, you know, because um, there's been some times where where Nango kind of gets snubbed a little bit post fight and. Uh, uh, it was cool to see the respect between the two. Um, Nico gets a lot of hate for the size differences in his fights, but I mean, if he can make 145, that's where he's going to. Especially fight. through hydration, it's not his fault. Yeah, it's not his fault, and it was cool to see. You know, he'll get, he got some hate for this fight, and regardless, Nango's still the class act and gives him respect. And it's like if the fighters respecting him, then maybe the fans on the couch should too. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's all I had for that one. It's bittersweet because Nico's clearly a very skilled fighter and puts on entertaining fights, but sucks to see your boy go down like that. Yeah, that was a crazy moment. That's one of those moments they're gonna play in, uh, in like uh, their pro- promos for a long time. Dude. That was like one of those rocky moments he's never forgetting. Yeah, to come back from that after the first round, you know, because you, like we said with with uh, certain fighters, he might not be walking right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's Sunday. It's been a couple days now. Uh, but you know, a lot of guys can be the hammer and they just do not know how to be the nail and they fold. Clearly Nico's not that guy. That's, that's what you want to see as someone is progressing through their career and they are hammering everybody. You know, you see them test some adversity and that's some people failed that test and he did not, he looked good. Uh, but we can move on. Um, let's see. Anonymous says, uh, I wonder if super like and Rod Tang will call out Nico like they did Haggerty. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but it, like like you said, um, I think it was the, you that said it. Um, yes, it was. Uh, I like the shakeup. I like another guy getting inserted into those conversations because, like, the more they can bring these guys up and fill these rosters at the top at the top level, is very good for one moving forward. So I like the fact that now Nico's even being mentioned with Rod Tang and Superlek and Haggerty and like all. It's just very good, you know. Yep. Having uh, more see. names at the top isn't a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Especially uh, recognizable names. Yeah, unless the UFC. It seems like they want the opposite lately. Uh, next fight we'll cover is Sexon versus River Daz. Whew. Controversial fight. <laughs> Controversial. Uh, Sexon coming into this 7-0 and on the year. Uh, River Daz trying to spoil that perfect party. Um, and Sexon, they start off and immediately... River Daz is like what... You know, if you're a young fighter and you're getting into it and you watch someone like River Daz, that's what you want to be like. <laughs> He's very clean technique, knows when to go first, knows how to counter, very good at exiting, very good defensively. And just he looks so sharp in the first minute. And I was like, oh, this is not looking good for my boy Sexon because at all. <laughs> he was right off the bat. up, getting wobbled, getting knocked around, punches were coming through. 
sex on every bit of 34 years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, the guy's been in just dogfight after dogfight after dogfight. Every one of um, them. If there's a fight of the year for one, fighter of the year for one, it might be Sexon. After this year, it's just insane what he's done. Um, and very cool story outside of fighting, too, if you haven't seen it. You know, moving back to his own hometown, giving a bunch of money to everything, focusing on his family and the, and the town, the community. Super cool with all the bonuses he's getting. Um, but River Daz just looks so sharp. He looked like a video game character. You know, he looked like, like he was hitting the power button every single punch he threw. The first, <laughs> yeah. like, two or three, I think it was, he missed, like, the first two. And I'm like, oh, no. It's like one of those moments where everything's like, oh, no. He knew he fucked up. And then just yeah. – he, he looked like he was throwing cement, like just absolute yeah. force the whole time. Yeah, he looked really good. And, you know, Sexon really – I would say survived that first round. And I think it was the first round where uh, River hits him with a good, uh, good punch and flails him for a second and – Oh, yeah, here we go. This is it. Let me show it really quick, actually. Um, again, off of uh, one's Instagram, because this is a pay-per-view. I'm not trying to show too much footage. Bam, the left hand. Yeah. They did not call that a knockdown. They that was weird. I can't believe they didn't call that a knockdown. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen That's something like that actually. not be a knockdown. Yeah. He thought it was. You know, He walks away, and the way his hands go up, that's what I would say makes that a knockdown. It's not like he just stumbled, you know. Yeah, uh, he was clearly out of it. And so then they didn't give him. Didn't they give him a knockdown in the last round or something like that, or was that a different fight where it didn't look like he got knocked down, but he did? Maybe I gotta I gotta rewatch it. I don't remember. Uh, Blunderbub says Daz's face uh, when Sewell tells him to turn around and fight. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like that's a knock. I dropped him, but. You know, I had round one going to River. Round two was Sexon's round, unless you score that a knockdown. But if yeah. you don't, that's a Sexon round. He really rallied and and just unloaded the tank on him. And then the third round, while well, they're both exhausted, and it, you know what, Sexon looked more tired in that third round. But despite that, he just kept coming forward, and his work in the clinch was so damn good that, like, I mean, I I had him winning rounds two and three. Because they didn't score that a knockdown, but if they did, then it's River's fight, and that's it's controversial. But you know, it doesn't take away from the fact that the fight itself was fucking bananas. It was so good. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. the The first round was easily River's. Like mm-hmm. he didn't do anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the third round, like you said, it was crazy how tired he was. I think that was the round where he does a couple of those drunken master like 360 <laughs> spins where his arms flail out and he's like, I wonder if this will hit somebody. <laughs> yeah. um, but other than that, man, he, I don't think there's a man on this planet who when tired seems to be as impressive as he is when Pentosia. he's not tired because that's just all he fights is tired. Yeah, Sexon and Pantoja, the two of them look exhausted and like they're about to give up but they still keep coming forward um yeah. and just gutted this one out got the decision um which again everyone's saying this is a robbery it's a robbery maybe because it wasn't scored a knockdown but because it wasn't the judges did get this one right in my opinion um but yeah fun fight sexon's never in a boring fight river daz looked incredible he looks so sharp uh i'm really excited to see what he does from here I can't believe they um, didn't give him fight, that fight of the night, but they gave it to Lazari because of that elbow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wait, which one got fight of the night? I don't remember. The, the, the Lazari elbow? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, he got a bonus. I don't know if that was fight of the night. Yeah, yeah. Just that no, moment, no, it but... was, yeah, they got the bonus in the ring, but it was the yeah. at the very end of the card they did a fight of the they night. Say, yeah, so it was. Yeah. yeah, revenge plot, come back, you know, all that stuff. Maybe that sells the tickets. It. Yeah, uh, but we can move on to uh, the last fight that we're going to cover: uh, Nabil Anan versus Montai. Elbow Zombie. Going into this, I was like, this might be the worst matchup for Wong Tai because <laughs> look at him, first off. Bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, like when they're doing the announcement, they're like, oh, he's elbow zombie. He's got killer elbows. And I'm like watching this this little thing right here where they're standing next to each other. I'm like, but his elbow is the farthest piece of your body away from him. Yeah, You're not going to get in there. Yeah, it's with, with your best weapon is getting close and landing elbows. The worst type of guy you could fight is someone long and tall like this because you just you're not going to reach. It's never going to happen. Looks like somebody took Mowgli and just stretched him out. <laughs> yeah, uh, Anonymous says Nabil bullied Mong Tai for three rounds. Yeah, uh, big five, bully, eight big brother to him four. a couple times. Yeah, six four. Uh, Grant, I'm I am uh, one inch shorter than Nabil, and he weighed in at one thirty six. I'm a cool 210, 215 at an inch shorter than him. <laughs> uh, I mean, just insanity. He's 19 years old. He's now fought Super Lek and Wong Tai. I mean, just, I mean, just insane. Uh, I mean, look at the two of them. I had to get a screenshot from the actual fight itself because the other pictures of them like landing shit doesn't really show how crazy the size difference was. Um, in the Super Lek fight, uh, you know, everyone was like, wow, Super Lek steamrolled that guy. Uh, you, you can't just be tall. That can't be your whole game. And it's like, well, he lost a super leg. It's not yeah. like he lost to some random guy. Uh, but what super leg did was perfect is, you know, in their fight, when someone's this long, obviously the first thing you want to do is leg kick them. Not just because the legs look like they might be weak, but it's also the closest target, right? Um, Nabil knows that also. So what he'll do is he'll, he anticipates the leg kick, he pulls back, and then fires off a kick of his own, right? He, he pulls away from the leg kick to dodge it. He doesn't check it. And then he throws the kick uh, on the on the rebound as you're resetting off of your kick. And it's very good technique. Um, and Superlek, he caught Superlek a couple times with that. But eventually Superlek uh, made the adjustments. He started throwing hands uh, to Nabil when Nabil would throw his hands um, or, or leg kick him as Nabil would throw his jab as he's planting on that lead leg so he can't pull it back. I mean, very quick, he made that read. And then what he also did was just start throwing his his uh, straight punches, his cross directly to the sternum. It's like, I'm not even going to try to hit you in the head. I'm just going to punch you right in that torso because I can reach it. And you can't do the tall man defense and lean away. Uh, and eventually, he punched him in the chest until he got him to the corner. And then he went over the top and dropped him. And I was like, very good. Long tie, on the other hand, was just swinging for the fences, trying to hit him in yeah. the head. Just walking just forward too, like he didn't try to cut any angles. He didn't try to push him anywhere. He was like, "I'm just gonna go forward, and that's my only that's my only move: forward and punch." Yeah, and you know, in the super like fight, that was one thing that you could criticize Nabil for was that he really didn't fight to his advantages other than pulling that lead leg back and then firing it off as a kick. But in this fight, I mean, he's throwing the front kick, the teeth kicks to the body, uh, the leg kicks, and you're like. God, I got to get out of kicking range. I got to step forward. And as soon as you step forward, you're eating the jab. And you're like, oh my God, I got to slip this jab and get in. And when you do, he's throwing knees at you. He's throwing his elbows at I mean, he just fought at every distance so damn well. And Mong Tai just 
couldn't do anything with it. It was couldn't, it was a couldn't stop him blast. from finding couldn't stop him from finding his reach with that like big brother thing where he would paw it out and just stick it on his forehead, yeah. dip, dip a couple of times, and then just pop him right in the face. Yeah, I mean, just it it was a masterclass, and Mong Tai has been in there with the best of them, and he just could not solve it. And look, it's easy to say super like yeah, found the blueprint, and that's how you beat him. It's another thing to execute it. And at 19 years old, Nabil probably learned a lot from that fight against Superlek. Uh, Anonymous says, I think Nabil would terrorize the higher weight classes in a few years if he manages to pack on 5 to 10 pounds of pure muscle. Yeah, 100%. Um, if, if he fills out a little bit... He, and doesn't focus like, on it? Yeah, like he doesn't like lose his cardio because of it? Yeah, and he's 19 years old like he is still filling out there's no way he's done you know he's so young so like he will as long as he can continue to use his advantages because even even going up to 145 at six foot four i mean still massive still massive rich i don't know if you can you go back to um the nango nico carrillo uh tale of the tape uh the picture of them uh um i i just want to see because that was 145, um, and Nico's big for the weight class, right? Uh, but he's 5'10". Yeah, <laughs> he's still that's six crazy. inches taller than him. Yeah, that's um, a half a foot. That's yeah, crazy. If he, if he fills out a little bit more and goes to 145, he's still he's still a giant. Uh, and if he can continue to fight, like I said, behind the the teeps, behind the the jab, behind the knees, like very good because someone like that you want to smother him but if he has the elbows and the knees to fight you in that range also i mean it's easy for him to bring that knee up and find your chin you know yeah it's, but that being right said there. though if he fights if he fights uh uh Carrillo, mm-hmm. <laughs> Carrillo hits him i think he might yeah, break his know. face <laughs> yeah well i mean super like super like so much smaller and he's still cracking put him out in like a minute 30 yeah um, but yeah, just to... so like he said, so like Anonymous said, he's got to put on some some sort of weight because like that's a big thing that a lot of people don't realize is like weight definitely helps like keep you from like rattling your head all over the place. Like having yeah. a strong neck definitely helps out. Yeah, you see some people get hit and they and they're off, they're on skates, but they're not rocked, and it's like, but it can lead to it, you know, when you're whipping around like yeah. that. Uh, Blunderbub says uh, that picture of Nabil's thigh is parallel with the mat, and it's at Mung Tai's chin already. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to just bring it up as soon as you get in on him. Um, it's like the laziest high knee ever, but it still just <laughs> destroyed his jaw. <laughs> yeah, crazy, man. Very good stuff, dude. Uh, fun card. I know people were hating on uh, one for making it uh, pay-per-view, but, like, dude, people will simultaneously say, oh, one's going out of business. They're not profitable. And then they try to sell their fights and they're like, what assholes? And you're like, <laughs> what do you want? They've I'll, been doing also like cars on YouTube. If, <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna get like like everyone, this has been this massive push for like Muay Thai to be like a big thing over here in the States. And it's like, if you want that to happen, you can't like, yeah, it is nice that they give away most of their stuff for free, but you can't give mm-hmm. everything away for free if you want it to be as popular as you know UFC boxing even wwe like yeah they all have paid services do you really think that everyone's just gonna want to do the thing that's free yeah and it's not like it was 80 dollars you know (laughs) it was it was 40 bucks in america some places had it way cheaper too 
Like, it, it's really not that bad. And he had three title fights. Taiwan Chai versus Superbron, some of the highest level striking you could possibly have. A rematch from Prajan Chai, who's like a stadium champion through and through against Lasiri. And then the women's goat versus a murderer Muay Thai fighter. Like, if anything's worth a pay-per-view, like, that's it's worth it, you know? Uh, Blundrove says, I was grumpy before I remembered they gave us 45 weeks of Friday fights this year for free. Exactly. Yeah. Like, come on. And and another one is like... Including the Prime events that are most people already have Prime, and it's just included. Exactly. And, bro, I think the only people that would be complaining about, like, paying for a one card are the same people that paid 80 bucks for a, Col- a Colby-Leon fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's always a waste of money. Okay. Not always. <laughs> why don't you why don't you tell us about who hurt you, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and why it's the uh, UFC. Yeah, and why, why it's Uncle Dana. Uh but yeah, that's that's pretty much it we're gonna cover. There's a lot of more a lot more fights on this card. The cool up down fight right before that was very good, but it is uh Christmas Eve and people have plans. Uh so we're gonna cut it right there. Toasty, thank you again for joining. Um I'm glad I was able to give you a little bit more notice. Uh, real quick, Anonymous says, I don't mind the pay-per-view with a lineup like that. The Japan event so far doesn't entice me. They need a proper title fight on it. Yeah, Rod Tang versus Takeru is an insane fight. Um, what else do they have? They have uh, Northcutt versus Aoki, which is like, I get it. There's some names, but it's Aoki's so Are, old. <laughs> and they're not even in the same weight class technically, right? Like, Aoki was like down two he's weight classes smaller. originally. Yeah. Yeah, he's much smaller. So, it's going to be interesting what they do uh, to fill that card out. I think they've announced some more fights on it. Um, they got Rod Tang versus Takeru, which is insane. Aoki versus Northcutt. Gary Tonin versus Martin Wynn. That's a fun fight. Yeah, that's a good uh, fight. Yeah. I was like Jimmy watching Harada Gary. Versus, you know, yeah. Danny Kingad's on it versus Yuya Wakamata. That's a good fight, too. There's some good fights they're starting to fill out on this. Uh, we'll see what, what they end up with at the end for the pay-per-view portion, but there's promise there. Also, Rod Tang versus Tekaru is going to be just, I mean. I'd watch I'd watch Rod Tang fight a phone booth. Yeah, and Tekaru, I mean, the guy is, you know, so fucking good. You know, he's up there. Chingiz Alizov, Superbond, like, you know, I think they flip-flop. Alizov and him uh, flip-flop all the time for pound-for-pound pound number one kickboxer. So uh, that's going to be very interesting. And it's in kickboxing, so. We'll see what happens. I also don't know how much they're charging for it. Um, we'll see. Uh, but like I said, we got to cut it. Uh, we're almost at an hour in. Thank you guys for joining us. Blunderbub, Anonymous, uh, Austin. Uh, really appreciate it on a card or on a weekend where there's no UFC. I'm glad to see some people watching one and tuning in and talking with us on it because it makes the show way better. Uh, next week, we'll figure out what we're doing because I don't think there's fights. Um, Weren't you going to oh, do the uh, award show thing? Probably do the awards. Um, we'll see. Uh, Toasty, what's your Instagram? You want to plug? Uh, you can get me a uh, Toasty MMA uh, on both Facebook and Instagram. Hell yeah! Very much looking forward to it. It's been a fun year of fights. I guess that's the last fights we're gonna cover. Thank you guys all for joining. We're very close to ten thousand subs. I think we're like ninety six hundred and some change. Um, so if you get us there, get us to ten thousand, that would be incredible. Hopefully, it's going to be a big year. We, we gained like 7,000 subscribers this year. Hopefully, we double that next year. Um, but thank you guys all for joining us. Uh, and I, this time, for the second to last time this year, this podcast was produced by Richard Bustos. 
There it is. Thank you.